Quattro, welcome to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast we talk about any and everything, just like the days at the table, hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. And we have a guest today, y'all boys. He's back. Return of the Mac. Good evening. It's our boy, Yvonne, baby. And some regulars. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Slick, your boy. You fucked up. You so green for that. You know what? Fuck you. You really did. Wow. No introduction needed. What's good, everybody? This is Nua. DJ Nua. Why do we introduce ourselves backwards, Quattro? Why are we doing this backwards? Well, to answer your question, DJ Nua, today is another special cafeteria talk session, cafe session, which is something we do that we just kind of react to something we may have seen or some news or an event that we don't want to wait till the drop date. We want to get it out to you ASAP. And last one, unfortunately, was kind of a somber note because we did it about the uh, legendary Chadwick Boseman and his uh, passing. But this one's a long, on a lighter note. We're going to be talking about Christopher Nolan's Tenet. A special tenant. tenant review. And trust me, there will be another one. There will. Like, Quattro we, promises that. We just, like, got out the theater from watching it. So. Right. We wanted to get our, our first reactions filmed, not filmed, uh, recorded, Record. and so we can get all that out. But before we do all that, let me do a little bit of business. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Now, Slick Rob, we do something every episode. Tell us about that. We do the orange to put. Okay, I'm done now. I'm officially done now with this. Oh, no, we're going to keep this going. But anyway. We're going to go and keep Not this. absolutely. But anyway, like I said, we're doing the put yeah, on. We do the put on here. We basically talk to you about something that we may have seen, heard, read, or even eaten in Will's case that we think you, the people, should possibly check out. And I believe I, do I go last or do I go first? You go, I don't know. You go first, sir. It's always you. But then again, everything is in reverse now. Sir. Exactly. But anyway, youngest goes first. Oh my god! Wait, youngest so, goes first? Yes. Oh well, then we'll be good. Oh, we're actually continuing with it. Okay, back yeah. Might as well. We, I, we started. It, we might as well. All right, f it. So I'll go first. Oh. My put on will be a a twenty four film, um, American Honey. It's on Netflix. It stars Sasha Lane and Shia LaBeouf. Came out in twenty sixteen. I really enjoy that film. It. I do have issues with it in terms of like story but it's a great kind of just chill film that you kind of just follow the main character and like her daily life and it's an interesting watch i, I definitely i started rewatching it earlier today and i'm I, i'm enjoying my ride so far um it's it's right in that vein it's right in the middle of uh probably the beginning to the middle of shia labeouf's phase uh he went through right after transformers so it's definitely vestiges of what he's going through in that film i mean he's a dedicated actor but he's still in that phase Yes, he was, he was, this is full on. This might have been the premiere where he wore the bag, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I, I have a feeling I think this was the premiere, the premiere for this movie is the, is the bag. 
You okay. go over that. I think that might be it. But I, I have to look that up. So don't quote me on that. But my put on American Honey. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, that's about it. Okay. So for my put on segment, um, it's going to be actually a book. Um, it's called Basic Economics by Thomas Sowell. Um, it's an economics book where basically it covers economics. No shit. It covers economics and common sense aspects of it instead of using the the equations that are typically seen in modern economics classes. Um, in terms of physical copies that you can actually find, you can obviously buy it because it's, it's a pretty large textbook. I think fifth edition is the most recent. You can find it obviously on Amazon or Google Books if you want to buy it. Or if you just want to listen to it through an Audible section, you can find it on YouTube, actually. You, it's about eight hours, so obviously you'll listen to it as in your pastime. But you learn a lot of new things, and I think it's pretty fascinating, and a lot of people should actually read it. But I, since they don't teach that in school, you know, how disappointing that it is. And that's okay. all. Well, since I am the second oldest, I will go now. Um, my put-on will actually be another book as well. Something I've decided to... That was some reading, mode, man. Are you, you not? Congratulations on reading. Do you read backwards? Do you see the end before you see the beginning? I actually used to actually just read the last page of a book when I started reading it, just so I could see what like the last sentence or something like that was, and then I read up so I could figure out how it gets to the last sentence. More depth. It gives it, you more depth. It, it, I, I, it, I like it was that. It was literally that way until I read book eleven of the Left Behind series, and then it just said, and he was struggling and he died. Mm. And then I'm like, who the heck died? Heck no. So I'm so like, I'm trying to flip back and there's no context for like three pages. Anytime there's no context for three pages. And so then I read the whole book, like it's literally left open-ended. And then you don't find out who dies until like the eighth chapter of the next book. But that's not the book I'm talking about. Interesting. I'm going to uh, take you guys back to a book called Tarkin uh, by James Lucino. It's in the Star Wars in the new canon, which is basically James Lucino giving a middle finger to Disney for taking his previous book, Darth Plagueis, out of canon. It literally just recanonizes everything he wrote in the previous book. But it's from the, it's from the viewpoint of Tarkin. There's a, there's a story, too, but we all care about the fact that Darth Plagueis, the novel, is, bad, is like recanonized. Okay. Um, yeah, check it out. Tarkin. Praise and if you God want to, one. check out... Darth Plagueis. James Lucino is not an easy read, I will say. He, his, his books are, to, for lack of a better term, boring. If you want an, an exciting book, Kenobi. That's a good one. General. General Kenobi. <laughs> Hello there. Anyway, okay, uh, I'm going to keep doing this all episode, so ju- just get Please used to it. Please don't. But anyway, my put on... I'm not following the realms of books. I was about to, but I can't remember the name of the book, so I'm not going to do that. It's a comic. But my put-on will be a show that just premiered on HBO called Lovecraft Country. I've been... It it premieres... It's been premiering every Sunday on the app, and um, it follows this dude. um, Jesus. What's homie's name from The Five Bloods, The Sun? I can never remember his name for nothing. Woo! I don't remember that one. Yeah. The dude that played The Sun in The Five Bloods of... Jeez, I can't remember none of these actors' names. But anyway, yes, it's it's a story about him basically trying to search for his father and his best friend. Um, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, yes. Jonathan it's Majors. the one with him and uh, Journey Smollett? Yes. Okay. And um, Dude from Let It Shine, the dad from Let It Shine. They're basically going back to look for the dude's dad. And they're trying to go into Lovecraft Country. And what I've seen so far is it's very wild. It It's like a little partake of, like, 
because it, 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 deal, it deals a lot, like, right before... I think it's right dealing with the middle of Reconstruction sometimes, a little bit right after slavery. Slaves okay. have been freed, and it's very interesting. Basically, a little bit before the 1950s, right before the Civil Rights um, Act and all that. So, blacks growing up back in the 30s and the 40s. Oh, we talked it, about that last night, actually. For, for what it looks like. So, and it's very interesting. It's basically... It's like it's like this made-up thing that people made up in a, It's a long spell. I don't want to spoil anything, but yes. Definitely check out Lovecraft Country if you have HBO, and if you don't, I'm not gonna tell you how to watch it because y'all y'all get only for that all the time. So I'm right. Not gonna do it. Give these artists their money. Uh, They've been unemployed for the past six months. I have HBO Max for free for another three months, so yeah, definitely give the artists their money. Chef's kiss. Shout out to AT and T by the way. Favreau. It is Favreau by the way. Cinematography just straight wild. Okay. Well, DJ Noah, usher us into our tenant review. But first, we gotta talk about how we do things here. Alrighty, so. Here at Cafeteria Talk, we like to rate movies on three main things, mainly. It's going to be our visuals, you know, like, how does the movie look? Like, does it catch the viewer's eye? Story, what's it about? Does it tell a good, well-paced story, you know, about the writing or tone and structure? Implications, what are you left with? And that's the third thing. And so now we're going to go into our review of Tenet. But before we do that... Before we do that... I must say, this is your official Cafeteria Talk spoiler review. This film comes out on... Warning. That's a spoiler review? Fuck. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Even though Um, there's not really many spoilers in this movie. We just saw saw this film um, on the date August 31st, so this is an early access uh, viewing of the movie. We're dropping this episode on the day that the movie drops, September 3rd. Um, so if you have not seen the film, stop, pause it, come back to us. But right now, the final time I'm saying it, this is your official spoiler warning. Let's get into it. All right. So visuals. Oh, we're not doing a non-spoiler review. We're just going right into it. Yeah, we're going right into it. Okay. There's no, I'm I'm right into it. there's no spoilers in this movie. It's just a movie that kind of has stuff that happens. Facts. Nah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. There's no like somebody dies or something like right. that. It's not it's like, does it try to like show the movie to a certain extent? Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, let me put it like no. Yeah. Okay. You, no. It shows the cool shit that happens, but it doesn't explain why. It doesn't it explain why or what right. it is. Like you kind of know time travel's involved, but like you really, it, yeah. So What's we'll, the movie we'll get into that. Good enough though. We'll get into that. Um, Visuals. The, um, how does it look? I'll um, go in first. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll just go up this way. Or? Yeah. We'll go. Christopher Nolan, the director of this film. Actually, so actually, let me let me do that first, cause I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give y'all some some info about uh, Tenet, and then we'll mm-hmm. kind of get into our our stuff. Okay. okay. So, Tenet, the film. Wait a second. Tenet, a secret agent embarks on a dangerous time bending mission to prevent the start of World War Three. Directed by Christopher Nolan, its budget is around two hundred to two hundred twenty five million dollars. Music by Ludwig Göransson. I, I, I could feel that. And cinnamon. And cinematography, Hoyt Van Hotema. That's it. Um, it's got a uh, it's got a Rotten Tomato score of eighty two percent and a Metacritic score of sixty nine percent. Rolling Stone. I don't know if I trust those. Rolling Stone gave it a four out of five. It, uh, it stars Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki. Okay, did not know that was her. Cool. Uh, John David Washington, and those are the main three characters. So, visuals. Um, I think, like I said, Christopher Nolan is known for his visually. Visually stunning. Visually stunning films. Uh, I was avoiding using that word. Uh, 
It's a different story for a different day. But um, it's he's known for his visual, visually stunning films. Dunkirk, uh, the Dark Knight uh, trilogy, um, The Prestige. And he just he just does... He's really good at telling a story through the visuals in his films. So when I saw Tenet, and I definitely saw that it was directed by him, I had no oh, like reservations about the cinematography in this film. It looked can. amazing. Um, it had... I love the camera shots he used. Um, a lot, a lot of wide shots, and he like he loves his wide shots. I really like that. You can definitely like that. After when you watch a bunch of Nolan films, you can tell that they're like Christopher Nolan just by like the way he facts the way he shoots a car. Facts. He like he's always shooting. He's always shooting a car from above, and it's panning. Like, for example, like in the Dark Knight, when the convoy is coming on, mm-hmm. has that exact same type of camera movement yep. as when you um. They're doing the car chase scene in um, Tenet. There are a lot. The cinematography in this reminded me a lot of his, of a lot of what he did in uh, in Dark Knight Dark Rises. Knight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially because Dark Knight Rises was a lot more grounded in the city, like where, even even the um, the Dark Knight was. But there's more with the Dark Knight because we spent a lot more time during the day, like this film did. During the day, and he didn't have the tank. Right. So it was it was very remnant of that. I was like, okay, I see. This is a lot of Dark Knight Rises stuff that he's doing here, which is fine because I mean that movie looked amazing too. So um, it looked really good. My I did have an issue with the wardrobe at some points. The wardrobe looked kind of not lazy, but it just looked off. It, it didn't look good. I was like, why is that collar so big? Or when he when David when Robert Pattinson was walking with him, I think they were they just got done devising the plan with the A Rap guy. Okay. And he was, was walking down. off. His scarf was down. And the suit was open. I his suit looked too. two sizes too big. I was like, "Was this on purpose?" Because then like the suit's buttoned up later on. It's obviously two sizes smaller. And I, I I feel like you know it's just just like things that get things that get like they they shoot it. They realize they done fucked up, and they like we'll fix it in post. And then in post, it doesn't get fixed. Yeah. No, I mean when no, because I don't I, I don't feel like Christopher Nolan is. is I, I feel like. The, 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 the room where that's editing the film, I feel like they don't miss stuff like that. I feel like every base is covered. So, like, it, it obviously was either a choice or, like you said, you, I could be like wrong said, and like it could it, be like something said, that just was, like, like, missed. Things like that things like that get missed all the time in movies. And I think, like, the what I've, what I've, what someone told me, the bigger a movie's product, the bigger a movie's budget, the mm-hmm. more small mistakes are going to be there. Even in mm-hmm. Endgame, like, um, I watched Quarter Crew react to Avengers Endgame with the people who actually did the CGI for Avengers Endgame. And then the guy's like, oh, crap, we messed something up. In the final product, it's like, oh, crap. Thanos' fingers are clipping. And if you look really closely, the pieces of armor are going inside of each other when he snaps his fingers at the end. Wow. And this is like the guy at Weta Digital, who's like, crap, I noticed we just, we, we missed that, man. We missed that, man. Okay, all right. I mean, yeah, like, so like, I mean, I guess no, no, no film's perfect. Right. You, you just would think... Somebody that spends too much fifty million dollars on a movie is gonna catch everything, but like you said, you can't catch everything. So because like the bigger the budget, the more you have to do. Right. The more things you have going on on the screen at one time, and the more that's gonna get missed. I don't know if I would say that for in this segment that we're talking about costumes specifically, because mm-hmm. think about um, his character at this point, which I guess this goes to a story aspect. But when mm-hmm. we're talking about who he is, or at least who he's portrayed to be, he seems like he's kind of you know. Like, not lazy, but, like, he's kind of jaded in the sense he's seen a bunch. You know, he's kind of just kind of that laid-back, chill type of Constantine type of character. Mm-hmm. I noticed. You know what I'm saying? So with him having the suit kind of being a little bigger on him, possibly, one wouldn't seem too far out of fetch for him, especially because it was supposedly cold. 
I guess. That's why you kind of had a scarf around, which I, was I, weird. I, like, and I thought maybe it was just or aesthetic. the scarf. Or, but it's just the fact that, like I said, in the next shot, mm-hmm. it's slimmed down. Yeah. So it could have just been a body double. Possibly. That's and, what I'm But thinking. then most of the characters in here... When you see, look at the characters within Tenet, you get a bit of a James Bond aspect from them. Yes. I, I mean, this whole movie gets a bit of a James Bond stuff, and I'll talk about, we'll talk about that in stories. Sure. Mm-hmm. But when we look at the characters, think about it, they're all wearing fancy suits, they're all in like these really expensive dresses, all the girls, you know, are really... They're done up, yeah. They're mm-hmm. done up completely. And then like, you know, the big bads, like, you know, the really stereotypical, you know, collar open, yeah. beach type of guy, you know, or like, you know, mess, messy suit. Mm-hmm. So you get a, a lot of James Vi- James Bond's type of character designs here. Like, you're really expecting our main protagonist, we'll get to him, uh, literally holding a martini in it. That's what you're expecting out of it. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I got, and you can tell mm-hmm. me that I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. like, how he was dressing the whole time and how well, it I, I think him. I think it was like a mix of classic James Bond with the new secret government agent style of Kingsman. I guess so. And that, that that that's the vibe I thought they were going for, like instead mm. of it being like, like the American version of Kingsman, instead right. of it being like all polite and British, we're they go we American and you Russian, um, so you dying. But we have that in Kingsman too. Whoever right. did John David Washington's uh, beard, I mean it, it's like I never thought the uh, a haircut on a beard could look better than black than T'Challa and Black Panther, but like John David had him beat. I was like whoever did your beard, sir. Needs a raise of raised of raises, but I also really liked how um, I really like when films take us around the world. Mm-hmm. That was one of like the few um, praises I gave um, Charlie's Angels last year. That that we were able to go all over the world and they you know shot those different places very well. So you kind of felt immersed in those worlds or in those places. And this film did that really well. We went to um, Mumbai. You got to go. We were in America. A few did we go to America? Yeah, we did. Well, we started in America. Yeah, yeah. we started in America. No, we did not start in America. The, By the story, technically, we did. Sir. <laughs> Sir. No, we're not doing that. But um, just the leaving, like, the... Uh, it looked like Italy, but it wasn't... I would be surprised if it was shot there, but... I, Maldives, maybe? Like, uh, Vietnam. I, it was Vietnam. Okay. Um, that, was, that looked really good. Just the way we were able to kind of see different parts of the world through this film were really good. Um, what about you? I know you're the cameraman, so tell me about the angles, bro. What do you think about the angles? Oh, my gosh. I know you was over there like ah ah ah. From the, bro, first, like, from the first shot, all you see is this is all I'm saying. Okay, I like that. I like that. And then yeah. when he went into, I think it's like after the big whole thing in the beginning with the because obviously this is spoiler territory. So after the big whole basically opera mayhem mesh right. and all that, and we go directly into homie really meeting up with the lady and all that. Mm. The way they was panning it and the way they moved precisely, because right. like, I know one thing that from being a camera person, and when I did take my little course thing at Full Sail when I worked when I was working with cameras, right. my little behind the scenes thing, they said one of the hardest things for camera people is when you don't have the ledger, like the little thing that just moves, it's yeah. on the dock and it moves, mm-hmm. you have to move it by yourself and you have that heavy camera on you. I've done that before. Yeah. You will, especially, yeah. and they like to use a lot of small people because just because of, I don't know. I yeah, they, 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 do, they do that. So, like, but there's a big issue. It's hard to, like, keep that balance. But they right. want to keep the balance with the... When he was moving into, going back into the, the food area, when he... Right. Do, 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 and then the whole pan around yeah. with him and the... um Oh, my God. I just forgot the, the uh, Arab guy's name. He's honestly not... Oh, yeah, the, the, cir- the circle around shot. The, the circle around shot. I was going to comment on that. And it was, and it, it was kept here. very precise because it didn't look like it was clipped. It looked like it just kept going fluidly. And you could tell it was done more precisely. And then... Some of the um, oh my God, what is it? Like you mentioned it with the car, mm-hmm. with the car, and 
Favreau. Favreau. Okay, and, and here's something I noticed in the movie, but I wasn't sure, so I went back to check. They crashed a real 747. Yeah. That I, was, remember, I remember talking about when they were making the film, yeah. See, I, I, like, it, I'm like, that looks real. I don't see any like digital artifact. It, it doesn't look like CG. Like It actually hit that car, like, and then like, I'm like, holy crap, they crashed. Like he he topped his stunt in um he topped his stunt in Dark Knight mm. by crashing a seven forty seven. Yeah. yeah, he really I really love the fact that they spent a lot of this a lot of the time this film was was shot in the day, mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of light because a lot of the times a lot of, especially action films when stuff a lot of stuff shot at night you miss a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And we saw that, and actually, it was cool because John Wick Three combated that. A lot of their films were shot in the dark, but the way they used the light in different colors mm-hmm. really brings out um, oh, the, the scene. I did, I did a whole essay on like the coloring and how how the color of light can tell you who's like going to win and who's about to lose. Mm. Um, there, lots of people have done way better essays because I quoted right. these other people. Right. But like, for example, John Wick's color is blue, and like mm-hmm. this is the one in the first movie, the color is blue. Anytime, like, there's blue, John Wick's gonna win. But then when it goes red, that's when, like, someone else is gonna get the upper hand. Right. You know, when there's a power struggle between the two, the lights go purple. Mm. Watch the first one again, at the club scenes, specifically. Right. I'm gonna check those out, but, um, and I, I didn't mention, I thought I mentioned this, to, I mentioned this to Robert, not you and Yvonne, but along with visuals, I'm also gonna, we're also gonna talk about mechanics, so music and things like that. Mm. Um, mm. so, this movie will Definitely, if anything, will not get the Oscar for best sound misking because uh, even even I talked to another guy, the Ty at Braggerton B rolls, mm-hmm. and one of our one of our issues with the film on first watch was that you lose a lot of dialogue because of the sound. And I I don't know if that's intentionally meant for like sound to fall in and out of the diegesis. Meaning? Okay, so on screen, right? Okay. Diegetic sound is sound that is within the world inside the thing. That's everything that the characters inside the, inside the world of the movie can hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Non-diegetic sound is the things that we can hear. Right. But the characters can't. So, like, music, all the... Especially in, like, Nolan films, where it's all just a bunch of... Things like that. That kind of stuff. The characters aren't actually hearing that. That's not within the world. But, like, things like, you know... The sounds that those make. Yeah. So I think I really feel like what well, because a lot of things have to do with the sound going in and out of the diegesis, and you also have to put into context. I don't know if this I didn't sit through all the credits. If this wasn't optimized for Dolby, we probably shouldn't have seen it in Dolby, because they they tuned the hell out of our speakers. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell, like from the last time we saw a movie in Dolby to now. Yeah. They've gotten some serious work done on all those speakers in our theater. Right. Because like I'm just sitting there, my butt's vibrating the whole movie. Not right. I was covering my ears like half the time. I noticed. See, like, I was just like incredibly loud. And, and like, and then because listen, because like when I listen, I play music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when that like hurts my ears that much, I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah, and, 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 I, thing, and I was trying to, I had to read their lips just to make sure I was hearing what they were saying. And, and, and I'm fine I, with that. Even even with the maybe it wasn't optimized for Dolby, but some of the there was a lot of the times that some of the actors were just kind of straight up mumbling. Like yeah. they were not fully like and speaking. I was like, what? What? Why? Some of them was huh? Robert was he was he was he was just all he was talking every time. Yeah, I think it was the, not the dynamic. What well, I think just the dynamic range. It should have been squashed down a bit more. And what dynamic range is? It's the difference between quiet sounds and loud sounds. Mm. So when I say, look, I'm gonna have to compress that later. A compressor is just gonna squash down the dynamic range so that the quiet things are louder and the louder things are quieter. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, so that was definitely one thing I was like, mm, okay, this is kind of off. I really did like the uh, a lot of the ambient sound in it. It did yeah. very well for it. I like that like that a lot in this film. Um, wasn't very like there was. I don't think is there a soundtrack. I mean, like there is with musical soundtrack. Like no, the straight musical. No, that no. is not no. yet. And which, can, which is fine. I mean, I don't. I don't mind that. Like I, I thought that was cool, a good choice. Honestly. Um, any other mechanic things that y'all want to talk about? Um, any issues? Because I mean, mechanically, well, I mean, the movie. I yes, think it's, it's, because it's like almost top. It's almost fact, ten out of ten mechanically. Yeah, because this movie is like there's so many reverse scenes in this in this thing. But that's not unique though. It's not unique, but filming it is filming it is always difficult. Like when you can uh, do that and pull it, it off. No, when you have things moving forward, forward yeah. and backward in the same shot, mm-hmm. it's not. It's it's doable, but it's not easy. It's not out yet. It's it's up there, but it's not out yet. I got you. I will say one thing after because I'm looking at I'm literally listening to all the names of the soundtrack in general like the, basically initially the score I'm pretty sure the one that I had an issue with was definitely 747 mm. I could not really under it was like just like you said you can hear and you couldn't hear you could hear and you couldn't hear and I'm just like and I, and I think that was I know there was one point where it was definitely intentional Oh yeah, like I, I, a, I, I, a lot, a lot of it, it, it's definitely intentional. But I do understand. Yes, things do fall in and out of the diegesis. Yeah, some people were saying that like that that that, that wind sailing sound. I'm actually reading because there's like there's like already five articles bashing how bad the sound is. It was basically like see, yeah, and, and just, I get what you're saying about Dolby. Um, I'm well, the next time I rewatch it, I'm gonna try to look at it in IMAX and and probably what it's most optimal for. But even even then, I still think that movie was just it's, it's sound. It's way too freaking loud. loud. That, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the main thing. Of it. It's loud. It's like louder when, than when any it, other when, part of the movie. That's when the he's worst punching part. people, like you can feel the punches. That's something I wanted to mention. So. Like, the, you can feel the bass in the punches. The fight scenes, pretty generic, um, you know, kind of sporadic, just a lot of movement. It was nothing really too special about if the you've fight scenes. you've seen scene. Matrix fight scenes, you've seen... But, and, and I think I think this this movie's the fight scenes in this movie are reliant on the sound. Oh, because without question. Especially given given what John Wick has done with with, with fight scenes, for sure. Yeah, um, because like the, it's, 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 it's a born style of, of, of doing things, at least until... At least until the one is moving in reverse and having the reverse fight. I wouldn't it's, say born. I'd say more. Uh, born with more quick James cuts. Bond. Quick cuts. And James Bond is really because this a lot of the fight. This movie actually really reminds me a lot of uh, Skyfall, uh, okay. the best Bond film ever made. And if you don't agree, like stop listening to this podcast and go watch Skyfall. I would argue um, Casino Royale, but that's just, but that's, that's between, also that's, 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 that's really good. That, that's, that's really good. Yeah. But the thing is, for me, my, my Adam, my number one is Casino Royale, but like number two is literally Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah, yeah it's, it's re, yeah, it, it's it definitely like, could falter. So uh, yeah. I, I'll give you that. So I was like, but, yeah, I definitely think it's more so that because those are a lot more cleaner and the, and revolve a lot more with sound, mm-hmm. whereas Born is more sporadic and a lot more technical. I, I, with, with Born, I see with Born it's a lot more quick cuts than shaky cam. That too. So yeah. like, and I saw a lot of quick cuts, not not shaky cam, but a lot of quick cuts in in the first couple fights. Mm. But for the most part, it's reliant on the fact that it's the bass is so loud that when he punches someone, you're gonna say ooh every time because you actually feel your heart jump every time. Right. You just, there was a part of that I didn't actually feel that it was remember when he was doing the I guess fighting against the um in the kitchens where I first noticed it yeah the kitchen was one of the sections but when he like basically was fighting between like himself um, spo- yeah essentially spoiler alert it ended up being his future self which I yeah. that's a story point which I'm more versed in the story yeah. aspects right. but when it comes to that you couldn't I couldn't really feel his punch it was kind of like just a little uh, 
And I think, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, you are that, right. Because, that happens. Like, that happens at a lot of times. So I don't know if I agree with the face and the punches, or is it just that one part? I think it's where just you that one part. Are you that that, 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 that's the only like I was telling Cyrus, uh, I was telling Quattro, that's like the only real fight scene. Yeah, that's the only part are where you, you talking feel. About the kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen the is the part where you, where you feel, feel like you could like you, I get, you could like feel the. But then the hallway when is like the when he's fighting his reverse self. I thought my hand broke, no lie. Right, like oh, you shit. can you, you can like the sound is meant to feel it. Yeah, so but at that point, that's why I don't agree with that specific. So um, last point, thing personally. I wanted to mention before we move into story. Okay. Uh, we me and uh, DJ Noor were talking about this heading in about to record. I felt for an uh, my, one of the Michael Caine who's in the film. He had a little little cameo uh, with his character. Michael Caine. Um. He, he noted this to be the best action film ever made. Cool, but <laughs> I feel like an action film has a little more than one or two fight scenes in it. Am I wrong? No, he may think of action as explosion. That, right, sure. Know, some people think action, action does encompass a lot of different things. How, sure. how do we determine, like, like, obviously action is typically portrayed as, you know, combat fight scenes exactly a lot, it, lots action of combat. could be you know also portrayed as other forms some people right, because it does have like else to more right because yeah. it, it mean like, everything in the action movie should have it has it's got fight scenes it's got explosions it's got big battles with it's, probably the, plane. Who die. He, it's, it's probably the plane the plane it's, it's probably the plane part and it's got a car chase no watch the movie. like i'm not gonna, okay like i haven't i haven't seen inception in its entirety yet whoa part. crazy the i know really i need to it, 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 i just felt it wasn't enough for enough fight scenes in it to make it like not i'm not saying it's not an action film it's definitely an action film but to say it's the best, the I, best? I you no. need you need a few more fight scenes because I mean, john wick people. john wick like say like 60% of that movie is straight fighting, right. combat. Is there more? The Mission Impossible films, most most spy films, uh, the Bond films, even even uh, even the Fast and Furious has more fight scenes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as we um, move out of move out of that, the story. I know Yvonne. I'm gonna let you usher us into this because I know you were giving this movie hell through the well, as we were watching it. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, so. I initially was like kind of making notes throughout the movie, and it was called Tenet and the Effect of Causality. That was like the initial, <laughs> that initial review that was and like the effect of causality. The effect of causality, right? It's really, it's yeah, a really kind of word backwards. Yeah, causality of effect. So, the beginning portion, which detailed the trailer, you'll find this in the trailer when they like rated the um, the opera, the opera basically. Um, I feel like it was longer in the trailer than it was in the. Actual yeah, it, it, no, I think the, it was cut. The they, they the, cut the, scene like the coat the coat check all of that was yeah. not in not in the first five yeah. minutes uh, that we saw in the theater. Okay, yeah, so that that was so there's some stuff there was cut, which is fine. I'd say if if the cut we got in the theater was five minutes, mm-hmm. I'd say what we got in the film was maybe seven. Okay, yeah. So when we get to the opera house raid, I thought it was actually pretty decent um, until we yes. get to our main protagonist, whose name literally is protagonist. I don't think he, he said his name. Never said his name. He no. literally calls himself the protagonist the whole movie. Which um, he didn't call himself that. Somebody yes, he did. called him that, and then he just kind of adopted it. Okay, so, so he calls himself the protagonist. IMDb is the protagonist in the, all IMDb. That's so ridiculous. Yes, even even the Google. Bro, just like just that's just like when Queen Queen and Slim. The names were just Queen mm-hmm. and Slim. Well, they had names by the end. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look look at the credits. The credits just call them Queen and Slim. But they they named them at the end of the movie. They, they named did. them on the news clipping. They named them. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he never named. Never named. Movie, he's quite he, his literally one of his last lines saying, "I'm the protagonist." It's like literally one of his last lines. Yeah. And you know what? I I didn't mind it just because I have a feeling that. Nolan's trying to build something bigger. I don't know if. No, we're not getting a sequel to this. I I. If we do. 
I, I, I feel what's like, gonna happen? I feel like they were trying to set something up, or they left it open ended enough for someone else to pick it up. But I it mean, wasn't really open ended. Inception, if you've seen Inception, a lot, of, no one does this. Inception is open ended. There could be a sequel, but it's ten years later. We've not got a sequel. But the thing Inception. is, he didn't. He already kind of. Inception is a sequel. He wrote his beginning and ending throughout the whole movie. Like it's not really you yeah. can't really open end it unless you want to do like a side story of like him prior to right, the rebirth like, of Neil. This movie doesn't need it. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't need it. But yeah. like, well, how they do at the end? Like, mm. just go find me, man. We're we're gonna be bros. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like you can tell like they're trying to. Oh, okay. Um, maybe we're gonna have a movie mm. with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Like I, I'm only gonna fo- we're gonna go, I'm gonna go piece by piece. We're talking about the opera house entire section until we get to him being at the Russian train yard when he got saved. Right. So and you guys can we'll talk about it. So I'm not you know, okay. hogging this portion because that seems much more diligent to do. But at, up to that point, I was like, all right, it's fine. You know, we saw the concept of the inverse bullet that was like introduced much later on, and by later I mean literally like well, like 15 minutes after. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't they, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. But I'm saying like it's introduced pretty um, reasonably in. Yeah. Yeah. So you get supposed to get the sense of wow. You know? What was that? What the hell? What was that supposed to be? Just like him, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, again, if you've seen the trailers, you kind of already have an idea of what that was. Whether you, you know, Mm -hmm. like, if you saw a trailer, you're like, oh. I did what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could just see it, and you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, we just reversed something. uh, I took that scene to more, like, of course, introduce us to John David Washington's character, the protagonist, Mm -hmm. and then let us know, like, okay, this is what he does. He's he's highly trained. He's a spy. Like, he Mm -hmm. works. Like, he literally goes in and he extracts people from, yeah. he extracted that guy. That was really cool. It was definitely just a, hey, get your feet wet. This is the main character before we get into the main yeah. story. I, I wouldn't say that as a bad thing. I was just Yeah, yeah, detail- no, it's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just detailing. I'm saying what's happening. Um, when we get to the cyanide pill section, I thought that was the, probably one of the most contrived parts of the, of the entire Really? Movie. And let me explain, let me explain why. Right. Because the whole team essentially could have had this power. The whole team could have become tenants. And obviously, you're not supposed to know. You're supposed to, like, take that risk to to swallow it, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that if all these people have the power of this in their hand, and I'm, I'm assuming... The cyanide the, pill? The, the, no, like, the the metal pill. Yeah. It, it's basically, basically labeled as a cyanide mm-hmm. pill before they, you know, changed it. But if the entire team, you know what I mean, has it, mm-hmm. and the entire team got out of it, then I'm assuming they did. The only person who, like, got caught was... Well, no, he says after, once he wakes up, did my team make it out? They, did, no. they didn't make it out. So, oh, no, no, oh, well... I mean, the point still said, like, people could just find the pill, right? Mm-hmm. The pill, I mean, it's it's, it's full length. It's around. Right. So people who are going to investigate that can just pick up the pills. So that could, that leads into a bit of a... Someone can instantly have this power and cause an entire time paradox that happens. Not to say it doesn't happen already. I mean, but that, yeah, that's more, but, but that's conjecture, if anything. I mean, it could happen, but, like... Hey, man, this is... T- anything could happen. Remember? Anybody it's could get shot in the head, so... During, oh, yeah, you know, that happened, too, and so, people came back, you know? So, like, ne- next point. I mean, yeah, no, no, that's it. That's the, that's the part. The only, that, that was the one part that just kind of got me was, like, the cyanide pill. It was like, oh, they picked him. If everyone knew the power of it, why... But I think... I think, well, I, don't think I think John David... Like, that's their test. That's their test. I think yeah. John I David, they wanted him. Like, they were eyeing him. Whoever whoever hired him for the tenant yeah. definitely wanted John David. Like, it wasn't just random, oh, we got stuck with John David Washington's character. Like, it was him. They well, yeah, him. no, obviously, he's, yeah. He's, he's the main character. He's the protagonist. The protagonist. Yeah, the protagonist, I'm so he, sorry. He, okay. Yeah. But y'all can talk about the opera scene now. Wait, what? Like, what's the big deal? Remember at the end, he hired him and him, him, baby, get... I, that's, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I was really confused. Like, he is tenant. Like yeah. I, I was very confused at like at the beginning with it going in, like okay it's a cool scene but what's going on it's there's no. I mean, uh, well of course sitting in theater I'm um, just following the movie but like looking back 
It definitely was just to get your feet wet, meet yeah, our and, protagonist. And that, that's the movie what, doesn't movie Tenet doesn't start until the title card Tenet after he get, wakes up after you know taking the the sign up of thinking killing him, but he lives. And, and I, I understand that. I feel like. I don't know. I'm, I'm just used to other movies. You know, I mean, it's like, just like at this you point, know, you're the used first... to like modern movies ex- spitting out ex- exposition at you for no reason. Oh, oh this movie does that. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about like from the beginning. Oh, straight exposition. Okay. Straight exposition. I mean, like, think about the MCU. Scene. Most of their movies are like the exposition dump in the in the first five minutes of the film, which that's, is that's not fine. bad. It's it's a, that's the way you do it. That's right. cool. But I'm talking about this movie. We're not. We're not talking I'm about talking about Tenet. Right. Right. I'm not talking right. about the MCU. I'm talking about Tenet in this case. It does with the exposition dump later. Like, once it starts, you know, shooting the gun, it's exposition dump after exposition dump after exposition dump, and there's so many exposition dumps in this movie that I do, I zoned out for most of their most of their exposition dumps because. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I can, I can figure out what's gonna happen in two minutes when something happens. Which gets us to part two. And it hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah. Which I when we start right talking about, yeah, right. We get to part two, which talks about basically his revival uh, sequence, essentially, right? When he comes back to life and he's being explained to about the whole, you know, being a tenant process and what the pill's supposed to do. And that's where, like, what the James Bond trend starts. Like, he's just out here walking in suits everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Or like being all dressed up, and he's talking to. I don't, I, don't, I know he um, talks to Robert. Does he talk to Robert Patterson during that part? Like, or does he talk to start talking to him after he learns about the whole inverse effect? The inverse after. effect. That that's is after. that's after. Okay, so he learns about the inverse effect, and it's never talked about again. Without him explaining it, what we just heard, until the end of the movie. So that was a weird point because we don't learn anything about the doctor. She just shows up and kind of plays the odd. There's a lot of mentor characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you would think Robert Patterson would be a mentor. The mentor character. That's what I was thinking. Too. I thought he was. Why do you explain it? Why would you explain everything that he would already know to him? Uh, it, he should be the one trying to make sure this happens all the way. But then this goes into the discussion of it being an infinite time loop. Because right. if he knows this is going to happen, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, cool. He'll tell me everything. He's not supposed to know that I know, but apparently everybody knows about it. Like, this is not not new. Right. And and I think that just goes to, like like I said, at this point, I was I was popping in and popping out. When I when, when an important conversation was happening, I was coming in. So I didn't realize, like, okay, I've got the fact that, like, he was someone that he knew, but, like, I thought that, like, he knew that he was a tenant already, mm. that Pattinson was a tenant, and it turns out he didn't, and it was a big surprise. So, like I said, I'm gonna. Have, that's why I'm like I'm gonna have to watch this movie again and. He didn't. He didn't know he was a tenant. He he only did that because he trusted him. Right. I'm talking about no. When he when he finds out like later on, it's like because I remember there was a scene. It's like, hey, whatever's going on, this is for the plutonium, and that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And that point, well, you're gonna kill me, right? Well, I'll I'll leave. The, let that be my choice. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know that Pattinson that in Pattinson is a tenant. Yeah. And Patterson, like, basically says, like, yeah, you're gonna kill me, right? Like, yeah, so, I like, right, so, like, that's what I established. Like, okay, he doesn't know, then turns out mm-hmm. he did. So, like, I was able to, like, piece together. I'm good mm-hmm. at putting two and two together. But, but then they don't mention anything about the reverse bullets for quite a while. Like, yeah, there's no showings of any of the reverse aspects until we get to the plane section. Right, and I, th- yeah. I, th- like, that's there, true. there are moving concepts that are made here, and then it just kind of comes back because later. you need your damn Michael Caine. Uh, cameo. This is a Chris. It's not a Chris Nolan movie. It's Michael Caine, isn't it? I understand that, but if Michael Caine's gonna show up and cause me to f- 
dislike, not dislike the movie just because of him showing up, but to cause a break in the movie would unnecessary, I guess necessary in a sense, but contrived exposition just over and over and over yeah. at that point. I'm just like, I don't want to hear it. I and then, he's, and, like, then he, and then the the protagonist like they're trying to make him kind of like a a, a wisecracking like jackass, which is I guess a, who? Uh, the, the protagonist. protagonist. They make him wisecracking most of the time against anyone he comes up to, and I'm like, all right, that's fine, but that's kind of weird because that's not how we saw him at the very beginning. He seems like he's very you know serious. His whole his whole team just died. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he was the only one who like had to risk I mean, everything. Given there there wasn't a lot of opportunities for him to really say anything and stop like he did in this movie. Like, it would, that, the first scene moves very fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That op probably took all of maybe 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the the rest of the time, he, he, he's able to move at a more slower pace and really say and speak and say things like that. So we don't have enough ch- enough time to get to know him as that type of character, the suave, wisecracking, which, you know, felt, felt, felt falls very flat throughout the film. All the humor, yeah. it, it felt kind of just sprinkled in there for, like, reaction. Yeah. But, it, like, yeah, it, does, it didn't make any sense. Like, sometimes like, it would be funny, and then other times it would just be, like... Why? And that's where I, that's dick. where I could see his um his Black Klansman character when they were trying to make that comedy. He he he's kind of like I don't want to say like the Office type kind of humor, but it does have kind of like uh, the Office when Robert California is running things kind of vibe. Mm. Like okay yeah that that I saw what you did there I chuckled but it wasn't funny. Mm. That was me the whole movie. Yeah anything I'm any, like, did anything right? you want to say about up until that point, uh, Robert? <laughs> About about like from the um, opera house till prior, basically prior to the plane section of the movie. There was nothing I needed to say. Mm. I was just like, okay. You did. You fell asleep during the movie. Your eyes were closed for a good like few minutes. I was like, this dude's out. Yeah, I honestly I wasn't enjoying the first like a good thirty minutes. Yeah, like mm. that. The first two, the first act and a half is very slow, and. It's part of that because I just think it starts on such a high note and then it just takes the longest exhale and inhale that you can take. That whole segment with Michael Caine could have easily been omitted and you wouldn't have missed anything in the movie. What did he? What did Michael Caine explain again? Exactly. I forgot what he explained. Like, I don't like, remember either. Like he, he was talking Michael about... Michael Caine talked about the fact who where, where he needed to start in terms of his best investigation of where to get these bullets from. Mm-hmm. So he let, he gets him to Priya. Which I would love to say, I freaking love that scene. Now, uh, I've been doing a lot of research about woke media and SJWs and stuff like that. And that scene felt very, very well done. Because, of course, you assume Guns Dealer, like, uh, even even the way it was shot, you kind it was already assumed that, all right, uh, oh, San- Sanjin is the husband, is the yeah. arms dealer, this is who we're looking for. And then John David gets to him, he's like, I need to know what's going on. And Priya's like, basically like, so you assume he's the guns dealer? Okay, cool. I mean, you got a gun to my husband. Go go right on it. Shoot, shoot, shoot him. him if you want to. Whatever. And then I'll talk to you. Make this man a drink. I thought that was a really good scene. Really that, well done. That's that not, one right there when he was like, all right, uh, don't make him a drink. I'm like, oh, damn, wasn't, she got power. power. Wasn't, wasn't pandering. Wasn't right. hard. It was just, boom. I mean, I'm glad you assumed now. Like, now we can get to business. Right. Yeah. That's how Which you... Is, that's how you do it. That's how you do it, Already, I'm looking at you, Kathleen Kennedy. Which is kind of sad that she's not in the movie as much as she should be. In comparison right. to our main and like our main antagonist, our protagonist, like like our main, yeah, like, like there's the actual villain who's literally a complete like cliche of a a Bond villain, a Bond Russian villain. bad he's guy. Russian. He's Russian. If this he's movie bad. came out, he has a pretty beautiful British wife. He beats her. If this movie came out, the wife's in, cardboard. Um, 
in early 2000s, he would have been Arab. It's just following the stereotype of what are Americans afraid of. It's just following that kind of stereotype. Yeah, Lots which of was kind of funny. If we, yeah, we get to that. We'll get to that point with the with okay. the play. Um, all right. Um, what's the next thing? The plane section, basically. Yeah, the plane. So uh, my favorite part. You want to go ahead and explain? You have to give me a chance to speak. No, nah, you 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 go because that that seems a lot. Yeah. We, you sure. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, my bad. Okay, cool. So let's talk about the plane section. Um, when we get to the this part of the show or movie, excuse me, uh, we get introduced to I don't know his name, um, but the the Arab. The, yeah, the Arab Mahir. character. Mahir. 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 Thank you. So we get introduced to Mahir. Uh, we don't. I can't. I didn't hear anything from that. Like the music was too loud. I literally couldn't hear anything from it. Mm. Without me having to like move in or focus, I could not. You mean hear. the circle around Shahad? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're talking. Yeah, I, they're ba- I, I they're was... basically just like kind of just explaining, like, okay, what are we gonna need? We're gonna need this, yeah. and kind of just everything that they were told before, mm. and then they were just kind of. I really liked how that was edited. Mm. Yeah. It was like, um, okay, the main guy said it, he repeated it, and then it went back to the conversation. This is what we got to do. It was really, really well edited, mm. and um, then we got to that one take circle around shot of them talking, like. That whole sequence it was beautiful. Favreau. Jennifer, Jennifer uh, I just want to mention something. So I'm like looking at tenant reviews and Jennifer I'm looking Lee? at a review on Empire and everything was going well until I read the sentence is inducted into a secret organization tenant. Here's my issue. They spelled organization O-R-G-A-N-I-S-A-T-I-O-N. So I'm going to disregard. That, that could That could have been just the spell check there. I mean, you shouldn't make errors if you're writing these types of essays. Right. But for, an, yeah. for somebody like Empire, Empire. I feel like it should be correct. Em- yeah, like, but uh, continue back with what you were saying. Sorry. Oh, uh, do you want to make mention of it before we continue? Yeah, I just, it was, I just say it was really, really well edited. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I I could hear everything that was going on, but that's just because I DJ clubs, I'm used to loud stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like trying to listen to... I, my, my brain's weird. When there's a lot of ambient noise going on, I will try to focus on the ambient noise so I hear the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Because my brain will automatically focus on what I don't want to focus on. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but at that, at that point, like, honestly, I was seeing the kind of spin shot. I was just like, okay, this is cool. Um, I know what we're here for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is horrible. You know, when we know when he showed up, you know what he was doing. <laughs> so so we, get to the, we, get to the, we get to the scene, which honestly I think is the best part of the movie. That should never have been in the trailers. They should have, they should have cut that from the yep. trailer. Like, I, imagine if, like, you know, that if the Dark Knight, the truck flip over was in the trailers. Like, I, I realize, like, this movie doesn't have two... That would have sucked. They didn't honestly. want For to me. put... They didn't want to put the final battle scene in the trailers. That's good. And they had... N- but, like, besides that, they either. had nothing else to put in. But yeah, well, yeah, they, they picked the, the best... Honestly, in my opinion, and you guys tell me that I'm wrong, the best part and it ended up being the most contrived part when, as well. When you can crash a real 747 into mm-hmm. a building, mm-hmm. I don't care how bad the movie is. That's the best part. Yeah. I'm not saying this movie. I'm not saying I didn't like this movie. I'm saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it was fun. if uh, if Howard the Duck had crashed a real 747, mm-hmm. I'd love Howard the Duck. Right. If you guys haven't seen Howard <laughs> yeah, the Duck, yeah, the duck. <laughs> duck tits. Yeah. Not right. It, it, like when he crashed it, one they pick him to crash a plane into a Pentagon-shaped art gallery. Like, what? What are y'all gonna tell me? Like Joe, I didn't even think about. Yeah, he they literally the art. He literally drew it, it like as that. a pentagon. Yeah, and then crashed a plane into it. Yep. Except this time he lipped. No, so, then you 
you greedy bastard. Yeah, like, like, like that. I mean, that's interesting to the obviously that he just yeah. did it. He, yeah. But again, it is it part hilarious. of the? Is it part of the best part? I mean, the best part of the whole movie is literally the plane crashing. section crashing it. That's yeah. honestly everything that's happening. Everything that's happening around the plane. One, you see it twice. Mm-hmm. You see it from two different perspectives, which you would think is okay because you know it's supposed to like back. The movie's supposed to backtrack. You're supposed to kind of really pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. But that ends up going into like into a bit of them shooting themselves in the foot over and over with the rules and foundations that were established throughout the movie. Well, he, he, well, he, here's here's what I'm here, he, and like you had. I'll let you get into your spiel on how it breaks the rules. Mm. And I'll tell you why I disagree in, in some areas. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll run right out there yet. We're just talking Sorry, about the plane part. Okay. So we're at the plane part. Um, after that, we move from there to the, the main villain in Cat. We should talk about Cat. That's the that's the female pseudo-oddly loved... Elizabeth Debicki's character. Yeah, Elizabeth Debicki. Thank you. Um, protagonist eye candy. Right. So when oh, she shows she, up... She was useless, but she... Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. Like... And I didn't care. And it's not because I, I, you think, you oh, man, you're supposed to feel bad, right? But I think what's affecting me more, how I per- like perceive her character, is towards the it's like the latter half of the movie, where he basically abandoned the initial mission of, like, we got to get That was guy. my issue, because they, they made it seem like it was so bad, and it, everything was... It oh, was, for the, getting the it medal? It literally yeah. hinges on him, like, Finding out you got to, like, make sure this does not happen. And then like this well, chick comes in and like like it, it's it's you you see from the beginning like he has a, a very strong sense of a moral code like when uh, yeah. Robert Pattinson asked him hey uh, like would you ever take children hostage and he's like nah like women if I have to like it it you he's they're establishing that this John David watching this character the protagonist has a moral code. And so when you get this woman who just tells you her whole life story about how my husband has this hold over me, like I'm controlled, that plays exactly. That plays exactly <laughs> to what um, that 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 moral code that yeah, that, that was established. That was established. Mm-hmm. But so, sacrificing the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that's a good uh, thing. Yeah, but I was like, he he put the he put the entire end of the world on hinging on her, and I was like. Because the movie was done if he just continues going on with his path instead of saving her after getting shot. Because he says only when it's necessary. Yeah. That's pretty necessary. And again, they have. Well, he was talking about taking women hostage, though. That was. He was oh, oh he, I think he said killing like people. No, no, no. Oh. he's no, he's he's a killer. He, yeah, like uh, yeah, like <laughs> no, that. but he when he says um, the line is, "Would you take children hostage?" No, women only if I have to. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Then, then that she should have been. I'm not gonna lie. She should have been like dead. She should have disappeared. And then maybe we'll see here when he goes back in time mm-hmm. to something that he just couldn't fix, I guess. And like you know, I mean, you would you would think that would be a huge character shift. He's like, you know, he saves the whole world, right? But he loses two important people to him at the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. But he still gets one who he like, he could never, I guess, see anymore. Um, and or and he loses his pseudo future and past best friend. Slash student yeah. and mentor, yeah, failed mentor, but good student. Uh, see, see, that's where that's where the time paradox of this of this no, movie. No, I mean and, that, and, that and, was that was pretty simple. Yeah, like yeah, I was saying, like you have to like him going through this. He's met this future person that he's gonna meet um, in the past. In the past, who they, dies? They don't. He doesn't die. No, yes, he, he does. does. Robert, Robert Pattinson does yes, not die. Yes, he yes. does. He's the one that gets shot in the face. Yeah, he's the one right. who gets shot in the face, so right. he dies. Spoiler but alert. he gets like re. 
bored? But, but then he goes in reverse. Goes in it's, reverse. A, it's a time paradox. It's literally a loop where Tenet will always basically have to re re-go through this entire story. It's a groundhog day. Just yeah. say that. Yeah. Groundhog day, literally. So... Then we'll have to get to, I guess, the discussion. But no, at Groundhog Day, you you relive the same day, over and over, over and over. And no, over it's again. like it, it it it's like it's like a Groundhog Day, just different days. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the, the whole, Groundhog Day that never ends. It's Groundhog Day that never ends. It's, 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 it's a forever uh, looping. I I, th- I think what's what ends up happening is when they split up at the end of the film, mm-hmm. he's gonna go off and do his life. He's gonna go off and go. He's gonna go back and, and start his no. He, Robert Pattinson's gonna, going back and back into the, the loop pretty much. Right. Robert Pattinson's going to figure out where he's gonna go in life. The protagonist that's is going beginning end, his life. Right. That's going to whatever. Robert but he already Pattinson did his does, life. It's going to end with him. His life with him. Hopping in mm. front of someone. Hopping in front of the gun. Yeah. And then at that point, he dies. Right. And but like after the protagonist goes through his life basically he's going to meet a younger Robert Pattinson train him and then I mean I'm not younger I'm sure like they're probably the same age no no what I'm saying a younger Robert Pattinson like a previous Robert Pattinson you know know I'm saying essentially Robert Pattinson's like yeah probably a previous one because he's supposed because he's supposed to be trained right 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 right. so that he goes back in time to basically redo the loop Right. And then go back to the... And then die at this specific point where he's always destined to die, but he will always go through the future. Okay. So now we're going to talk about um, the villain. Loved him. I, I, I like was, him. He was I, I, I like the fact that... I, I think I like that he was cliche. But didn't he play the same exact role in a private... Or not... Uh, Jack Ryan. That's what's called. I recognize... I rec- okay, Jack Ryan. I haven't seen Jack Ryan. Yeah, like, oh, he played, but the, I knew I he played the exact same role in that, in that entire... But, like, no, no, my, no, my, you, my thing about it is, like... You won't spot with him playing the exact like, same role. Like, yeah, he, he's cliche. They, they obviously typecast him. Mm-hmm. And he did his job. He got his check. And, like, it's How not like... How does that affect like, the movie? Yeah. In, in a positive way. What? How's that, how would that affect the, how's that affect the movie in, in that way, though? In my opinion, it doesn't really affect the movie just because it's a basic villain that you needed. The protagonist needs his antagonist. It's a Bond villain. Right, it's a Bond villain. And it's a Bond-style movie with a Bond villain. But why... I mean, I understand that, but I've... This is just me personally. Mm-hmm. That I feel like him as the villain just kind of was like... I don't know if he'd be the best person to pick... Per, as, like, the main villain. Like, because the, the end-all, be-all villain should have been... um What's her name? Yeah, Kat. that's off, though. I thought she should have been the... The cat? Yeah, I not Cat, of... um, but uh, the other girl we meet. I, uh, the arms dealer. I just had her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Cyrus, her name. Who? Uh, the woman, yeah, the yeah. lady who like Kat? Priya. No, oh. yeah, Priya. Priya, Priya, yeah, Priya. I think would have been a better antagonist because she she were, goes against. I thought the they were. Grain. Setting, I thought that's what she was setting up. That's what they were, was setting up, especially mm-hmm. when he went back to talk to her again. But at that point, you know, I kind of feel like, uh, oh, that feels a bit too Kingsman like. Mm-hmm. And Kingsman, uh, the first one, I feel like, yeah, let's, let's just go basic, because the big selling point in this movie is just. Um, the inverse of time. Yeah, that's, the inverse that's, of time, which so doesn't when, work half the time. When, so when you when you're dealing with something like that, at that point you don't need a complex villain. You just want a bad guy. Mm. Like, and, and that's that's a few things that I do miss about modern movies. Is like, yes, I do like villains to have nuance, but sometimes I just want someone who's straight up evil for the sake of being evil. Not someone who's lost a family, someone who... But he, you know, he kind of had a reason to do what he did. He, no, because oh, yeah, no, right. he explained it. He talked about, you know, the, the we're the reasons the, the oceans dry up, the, the rivers... Typical villain talk, you know. Yeah, just... So it's not that that like that commentary I mentioned, mm, yeah. the 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 sins of the sins of the children today are gonna be 
gonna you know basically fuck the kids up tomorrow uh-huh. uh, that that's what he was talking about and mm-hmm. like even when he, that line where he was like what about your son um you know so how can I like, be a father that like lets my son go up in a world that I know is dying mm-hmm. so he kind of had he had uh, well, motivations was, which is fine. he was just out for himself no yeah I, I was like no when he said honestly, that the I way I viewed that is him and he was like uh yeah man that's probably the worst thing More I so did. justifying what he done. No, no, yeah, that no, was like no, that no, was the no, only no, time that happened at the end really of the movie before he died. No, that, to me that was him just saying like, yeah, I brought him in this world knowing what my plan was, and at the end of the day, that's what I feel like he was saying. And I forget, yeah, he, he did just say that like his biggest sin was bringing a son into the world. Oh no, into that was a, line. No, no, into a world that he knew he, he was, was and that he they knew that he would end. Oh, yeah, that's because remember he had he had he had pancreatic cancer. He's he's playing with plutonium in the seventies. Mm. Plutonium, you're gonna die. You're gonna get cancer. Right. So when he gets cancer, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take everyone out of this world with me, and I don't care what's happening. I don't right. know. It took him so long to do it. I don't know what took him so long to do it. He had to find all the MacGuffins. He didn't find the last MacGuffin until this movie was happening. Like, see, that's what that's what that's what got he me. had to find. All no, he already nine, found uh, it. Pl- spots. He got it, and he just had to take the pill, and that was it. Mm. And honestly. If if him acting the way he does, acting like his end of the movie self, he would notice, because he like specifically felt up Cat's like stomach. Mm-hmm. He felt like you can't tell me he he went didn't go like this and didn't feel that like that bounce from it. Honestly, I thought I thought it would figure it out because he realized like yo, why the hell do you love me all of a sudden? You just smashed a glass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was thinking. But like, at the, but they I just think- told me you were there and your son's coming. Definition of how females just don't make no sense. <laughs> Facts. Legit. Like, honestly, in the f- like, him dying, I don't know why he didn't have the pill on hand. Just, like, put the pill on. Like, like he was, like, he died. He's like, I'll just, just put the pill on. And I, I, I think there's just, like, some things, like, again, it's all about suspension of disbelief. And sometimes you have to suspend more than you'd like. Well, this whole movie is based on the, the concept of, like, suspension of disbelief because yeah. of the inverse time. So we're going to finish up talking about the the rules of the world. That's, like, what we're trying to end it okay, on. Okay, algorithms. Um, <laughs> so when we talk about so funny. basic rules that are occurring, essentially when we talk about the concept of causality, you know, it's cause and effect. Right. Everything happens which results to, you know, this event occurring. So when we talk about the inverse of it, it's essentially the effect has already happened, but the cause of it can be completely, like, can be altered. So let's say a bullet happened, the bullet got shot. Maybe it's because you know. The, the, oh, so okay, elaborate so, a little better on the inverse portion because like I understand right, how it yeah. works, but I'm trying to explain right, it. Like, explaining just, it is hard as heck. So basically, they just find a way so that way you go in a machine, you walk out the other end, and everything you do there happens in the same world, but happens in reverse. Yeah. So like you come out the machine, you walk in the door. But everything we're doing is backwards. So when we see you walk in the door, we actually just see you. We see you in the room, everything you do, and we just see you walk out the door. Mm-hmm. It, it's an inverse world. So everything that you do is done in reverse. Yeah, and then, then, but when you're in the, when you're in, when you're inversed, when you're inversed, everything that you do, everything that we do would be inverse. Yeah. Would be backwards. Think of like the opposing aspect of limbo in some forms of media. Right. How it, it basically just reverses everything that's happening. Right. And I think when it happens simultaneously, that's when it gets that's when it gets confusing. It only got confusing to me was because it ended up breaking a lot of the preset rules that were made. And the interactions between if you interact 
with your future self or your future self interacts with your pet with his with your respective past self mm-hmm. so let's say i fight future me interact with me and fought me okay which is what happens right both people which was said by a woman who's specifically well Burst. informed mm-hmm. on tenets on time inversion causality she knows what's going on because she's a part of a strict team that is there's no reason for her to not to say a line like that and then it breaks that okay let me and let me, let me put this what they said is i think the uh, the rules are sort of with that are at least back to the future based where like remember when doc is talking to his past self but his back is turned so he can't so he doesn't know that that's his past self i think that that same rule applies if he doesn't know that you're talking to your past self or you know that you're interacting with your inverse, I think that kind of works. And it also said don't get any particles on him. When he's fighting himself, he's in that full suit with the mask and all that thing too. So none of, nothing that's actually on him is touching his past self or his future self. I would agree with that, but he got stabbed and was bleeding. And the blood got through, so I touched him. Was, it, was he stabbed? Or? Yes, remember he stabbed him with the lockpick. Oh, okay. So that doesn't work no more. You, that doesn't work. Right. So okay. that whole rule there is, is gone. <laughs> it I didn't see no blood drip, though. Well, yes, no, it did. You saw the blood dripping throughout it because that right. happened already. I, I, I didn't see the blood dripping until he got sucked out. Or, yeah. or, until or he got sucked out or he was pushed in. Mm. Okay, let me explain. So when he stabbed somebody... And I know, yeah. like, when you yeah. take it out... It, yeah, let's take it out. It, it was there. That's what happens, but again, willing suspension of disbelief. Okay, okay, I, I get that. I guess that's fine, but in my opinion, you can't say something that specific and then cause it completely. Right. Now, and, the second and, part... Oh, good. If you're and then, I, th- I think we're about to talk about the same thing. Oh, the uh, the the oxygen rules and how those apply, or talk about something else? That, too. Oh, you forgot. Okay, <laughs> that, that, too. Okay, so, okay. the oxygen. When you're, when you're in the inverse world, you have to breathe... Backwards oxygen, basically. Mm-hmm. So you have to what? You inhale carbon dioxide, exhale yes. oxygen. Yes. Okay. No, I I just recycled air. Okay. Or the air point still stands. You cannot breathe normal air. That's it. Right. You can't breathe the same. You're breathing air. different air. Right. And so is it about Time like when, there. when she is supposed to be wearing a mask, right? Mm-hmm. Well, could because we see her. She isn't wearing a mask the first time we see her going backwards. Yeah, but yeah, she is. Because she she's, she's she was being held hostage. Right, okay. So, and then when they bring her through again, she mm. has on that same mask. Yeah, but then they went back through the original to right. back to regular world. Okay. So that's why the mask is off there. Right. So then they put her back through time, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have it anymore. Well. With no, and this is when, this is the ship scene. Right. So this is no explanation as to why that's the case. And okay, and I, I think what... Because the way I, the way, the easiest thing to, to, like, should you wear a mask or not? If you're going back, if you're, if you're moving backwards, you wear a mask, you have oxygen. If you're moving forward in time, Mm. you won't be, you won't need masks because you're, you're breathing regular. And they were both moving forward in time at that same point. She went back in time. So she went back to that same position because her present, her present self was already on the boat with her son. Right. She went back in time, but she went I think we can assume that she went back to a point where they could find a machine. They didn't show it, but again, I'm just assuming because there's no way that things are moving forward mm-hmm. because she's moving forward with everything else. Like, when she walked up, she's talking to everyone about like, hey, um, 
Why are they? I'm gonna surprise them, but don't tell them. Already, we won't tell them. Like they can understand, unless everything there's moving backwards, and then there's a problem. But, uh, that part, that's the, that's still the questionable part to me because she, she is from a future. Okay, right, but her future, future, no, I don't know if no, her future no longer exists. No, if you're uh, what I say, if you're in the past and you're moving forward, mm. you don't need a mask. That's that. So moving forward in time, no mask. Moving backwards, no. right. That's how I. That's how I interpret it. But how would she know that? Because remember, when she got stabbed, it was because of the whole like scene and event, like accident that happened. What do you mean? Like, was the scar? The scar. She got shot, right? Yeah, they that, that was her all. Back through yeah. moving forward, doesn't need the mask. They bring her back again to go back in time to the plane scene. She has a mask on. And then they go back again. So she's at that point. At that point. Or are they still moving backwards even when they're? We can assume that they like that whole time when they're on the boat because mm. the boat's moving backwards too. So are they moving backwards with the boat? Mm. That's why it's like they're. And then, and then when she and then when she does again, then she's moving forward. Mm. But then again, they're not wearing a mask on the boat. So is the? I think the trailers and the boats are protected from whatever that effect is. Because anytime you see someone in a trailer, they're not wearing a mask, even though they're still moving backwards. Wait, what? What? When they were in that trailer. Mm. Getting to the airport, they were still... They didn't put on their masks until they opened the trailer. So maybe the trailers are some sort of tenant thing. They they did... This okay. movie did not do a lot of world building. That's the, one I... The, I problem, the problem is the... The problem with this specific... With this movie, aside from like... It's... De- honestly, it's semi-flat characters. Most mm-hmm. of the characters you really aren't going to care about. Um, it's worlds... Is like some of the world build... Like world exploration. Yeah. Um, world exploration, but not world building. Not world building. The world building is horrible, and you would think with all the exposition that's there, it would do that. No. Nope. Because and like, then, like, and then it literally removed the effects of time. Yeah, and I feel like, like I, I was like, the world building in this isn't great because if it was good, we wouldn't be sitting here. We wouldn't be sitting here for like yeah. an hour talking about why the time travel rules work or why they don't, yeah. or how we interpreted it. My like, problem with it is that it's, it makes specific rules. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back on the rules. And I, and I, and, and that's what and, I just. And now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find the logic and why it goes back mm. and what what could be assumed. Yeah. And so again, that, that's just I think that's just world building error. Mm. Well. I can go back, go down to that. Robert, how are you? I know we've we've just been listening to them go hard because we're still just kind of mind. I was just after. I was gonna like uh, I was gonna go in on y'all. But moving moving on, moving to the to the ending real quick. Implications. What ending. are we left with? I need to say this movie yeah, many times. Like I said, we will definitely be doing another review once we've all seen it like at least three times. I need because... to watch this movie again, and then I need to watch this movie in reverse. I need to watch it backwards and try to make even more sense of it. You got that, my friend. I, I am not. I will watch it one more time with like a notebook in hand. Right. To make more, to make much more critical analysis. In terms of a Nolan film, I think it's great. I think it's it, it does everything. It's got all Nolan, the Nolanisms, got all the Nolanisms that we we want. A Nolan love. film, yes, it's good. A For story, sure. no. Yeah, the, 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 I don't know. I think it's because we, like we don't understand it. We don't understand it. I don't mind the story. For me, it's the world building. That but, confused me for the story. Like I got completely but that's, thrown but off. Christopher Nolan should have been able to give that. Should have been able to have it explained to us. Right. I mean, like, because probably I don't think he even wanted to. Christopher Nolan just, just want to man. fuck with our heads. Yeah. Christopher um, Nolan is good at making stories that are building worlds that don't need to be explained. Like you do got a point. Like there. yeah. Like if you take take the Dark Knight trilogy. To take the whole Dark Knight trilogy as a whole, 
Sure, if you don't know a thing about if you don't know a thing about Batman or Gotham City, you know Gotham City's not a place you want to be. Yeah, that without question. And just just by the way the world's set up, so he's good at world building. I just don't know what happened to the world building in this one. Well, like I said, we'll definitely dive into that on the next tenant review we do. But um, let's go ahead and rate this guy uh, before before we wrap it up. Uh, I'll let the guest go first. Why do I have to go first? Because you're the guest. Yeah, wait, this is reverse. It's my podcast. You're the guest. This is reverse. So, so it wouldn't be All a right. podcast. It right hasn't now. happened. Reverse. Yet. Your guest uh, goes uh, first. Yeah, okay. Um, currently, with all the problems that I have with it, in terms of like story itself, I think the story is a solid like five lower. The lower, I mean, two. We only two give one score here. Oh, I was going to. I have some subsections that I add into it. But if you want just a simple, simple answer, um, Three to a four, in my personal opinion, of three everything that the movie presents to me, in regards to character, okay. story, time, dilations. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad my 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 co-host on Brackets and Bureaus here. He probably would open palm slap you right now. <laughs> How so? Ty would open. Ty and I would love to argue with him the entire. Time. Things like I, would I, love I, you I enjoy this movie, but I'm giving. I'm gonna give it a, a lower score too. Of like, it's probably gonna be about maybe compared to how I usually score movies. It's probably it's like a five, even though I enjoyed it. <laughs> Wow. Like, I, it's like somewhere between a five and a seven. I just don't know. I got to see it again to put it either at that five or seven. So, so far. It could possibly even get eight because, like, all the things in this movie are very good. It's just, it's so confusing, but I feel like the intention is to be confusing. And if that is the intent, then it gets a higher score. But if it's meant to be, like, because they even tell you, don't think linearly, like, 8,000 times in the movie. Yes. So you're not supposed to Don't think try to, under, like, add, there's literally a line, like, as you're in the middle of trying to understand what the hell this lady just said, she's literally like, don't try to understand it. Right. And so, like, the more you try to understand it, the lower the score it gets, honestly. So you're going like, to go five. I'm, I'm sitting in the theater, like, my mind is blown, so, like, ah, shit. Ah. going with five. Five. Yeah, let's, so we let's got a go, three, no, we got no, a five. Let's, let's, let's see, five, to, uh, let's put it in the middle of six. Alright, so five, three, six. I have a quattro. Alright, you gonna go me? Oh, you're gonna say four? Yes. You're I saying four I, out of ten? I said I have a quattro. Robert's going four out of ten? Ah, man, so we got a four, three, and a six. I'm gonna go... Huh, I, I don't want to knock this movie because I don't understand it. That That's something and, I don't want to do. So I'm gonna right. go... I'm gonna go seven. That's I think, fair. I think, really I, think mechani- fair. I think mechanically it's very, it's very well done. I it's think I think the story from what I understand it so far is pretty good. I love how it comes kind of full circle in that way. I really mm-hmm. like when movies do that. Um, I like the actors. I love the 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 biggest thing for me that knocks it down is is that sound mixing. It's 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 very eh. so I'm gonna go seven. I think averaging all of our scores, twenty, it's twenty points. Easily six out of six out of five out of ten. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's five, five out of ten. Yeah, crazy. I never thought. And you know what? Thought. And that and that's fair though because like. Like I said, we're gonna have to retable this yes, when we sure. watch it again because I already know I'm gonna give it a higher score next That's time. It's actually good because Kit Kev, he actually moves all. His, I think this is the movie that Kit Kev processes fastly. Right. So once we read it, um, we're gonna go ahead and close it up for you guys. Thank you guys for listening to this Cafeteria Cafe session. Uh, thank you for being here, Yvonne. Thank you course, so much. You did an amazing job, man. Um, so you can catch. Are you not on social media? No, uh, it's not still not yet. Got you. Uh, you catch me on Instagram at Quattro IB with the period between the C and the U. Catch me on Twitter at RedKuwe317. DJ Nua, where can I find you, big dog? You can find me at DJ underscore Nua. That's DJ underscore N-U-A-H. Slick Rock. 
You can find me on Instagram at slick without a C underscore Rob to Beast underscore on Instagram and then Robert EW116 on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening to this to this episode, man. Uh take catch us next week for another one. Love you guys so much. Do something after somebody cafeteria talk. We out. This episode will be aired in reverse, just so you guys know. No, it won't, I promise. Talk cafeteria. Yeah, 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 yeah.